This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Jim McCormick of agmarket.net, who is in Houston for Commodity Classic. Jim, what are we seeing taking place in the grains? A little bit of mixed trade overnight, um, a little bit of consolidation, at least on the corn and the bean side of the equation. We did see a little bit of pressure on the wheat side of the equation. Um, we're through that gut slot of farmers that had to just make that bad decision, to be quite honest, Mark. It was either price these grains at really you know poor prices or make the roll. But they forced, you know, that deadline was yesterday for 98% of the elevators. First notice day for the March contract is tomorrow morning. So if you have a March contract, if you're long, you risk delivery if you don't get out of it today. So everyone was forced out. I think that hopefully relieves some of the selling pressure right now. The funds are still carrying that huge short position, but I'm not sure who's left to really add on to it. So we would hopefully look for this thing to start to bottom out sooner than later and maybe try to get that spring rally we're all looking for. Jim, you mentioned the traders and kind of some the commitments of traders report that we got recently. I wanted to ask you, what did you, the takeaway from you specifically, you know, some of those numbers and some of those benchmarks, it was really pretty remarkable. It was incredibly impressive. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, the, to see the funds build this big of a short, especially this time of year, yeah, it's ended. So, you know, that's what stretched this market down to the downside, which I know has frustrated so many producers. But, you know, I look at it, Mark, kind of like a rubber band. They've stretched it so hard to the bear side. I would expect them to kind of rebound at at least lighten up quite a bit, potentially go long. Remember, we've got a long summer ahead of us. I don't tell you out in Iowa, it is still very dry. So we'll see how the spring planting goes. We'll see how the growing season goes, but not just here, but also in South America. You know, the safrina crop still being planted. We got to see how that crop does. That's the crop gets exported. If their if their monsoon season would shut down a little bit early, that'll be a game changer. That could drive demand here. And then you also got the story that's going on in the Ukraine right now. Um, the president of the Ukraine was kind of mentioning, look, we've been able to ship a lot of grain out of the grain corridor that we've managed to carve out, but they're running out of weaponry, plain and simple. And he said, if we do not get more weapons, that grain corridor that we've managed to carve out could collapse on itself which means we may not be able to get as much product out of the country. If that would happen, that could bring demand back to the United States. So there's a lot of reasons that could change the psychology of the market with from so incredibly bearish to somewhat positive to maybe potentially very bullish, depending how the weather plays out this upcoming summer. Let's flip over to the other side of the ag marketplace in the protein sector. What's happening with the livestock? Overall, the livestock's had a heck of a run up. It's kind of consolidating here near term. Um, you know, if you're a producer out there, I think the common theme is maybe go ahead and buy some puts to protect yourself because we saw what happened, you know, a few six months ago when the market collapsed. But I think overall, though, I'd go with puts because you got to look at the trajectory of the market. It still continues to work higher on the cattle. Supplies continue to be tight. Overall, the demand seems to be very good. The GDP number came in a tenth below expectations. It came in at 3.2% GDP growth. They were looking for 3.3, but I'll tell you, 3.2% GDP growth, that is actually very good GDP for the United States. It shows the economy is growing, and if the economy is growing, that tends to mean people are going out and spending money, which means they tend to go out to eat, which tends to be very good for the cattle market. And what about the hogs right now? Right now, the hog market, I think the same situation, consolidating a little bit. It could pull back, but overall... I think the demand's there. If the cattle market holds in there, I think the cattle, the protein market as a whole will hold in there. So that will help support the hogs. And Jim, with that latest cattle on feed report, what was the biggest change in that report from the previous report or maybe something that caught your eye and you thought that was pretty interesting to learn in this report? 
Well, one of them was the placement number. That was the number we were noticed. It wasn't, you know, we did, we, the placement numbers were down, Mark. They weren't down as much as the trade was thinking, but it continues to be down, which tells me this supply is going to continue to uh, tighten. And then it's going to get really interesting. I mean, this cattle market, you know, you're going to have to contract it just to expand it down the line. So, uh, you know, right now, I think this cattle industry, uh, it, it's going to be very uh, interesting long term. But right now, the supplies are tight. We're not placing the cattle. That's a sign that I think the demand, you know, excuse me, the supply will remain tight. If the demand's there, prices should stay uh, stay higher and, you know, probably work higher into the late summer. And I mentioned at the start of our conversation, Jim, you're in Houston for Commodity Classic. And I know you market guys, you're always looking for all the intel, all the information about the commodities and what's happening in the marketplace. What conversations do you anticipate you'll be having a lot this week, Jim? And what are you looking to find out? Well, I think what we, I think a lot of the conversations is going to be, you know, what is, the you know, a lot of producers are down here. What are things going to happen? Are we going to get a rally? What kind of game plan should I, I come up with? I mean, the reality is we know a lot of producers just did not get this grain crop sold very well last year. A lot of it was because of the weather. It just kind of played havoc with people's minds. They didn't think the crop was there. It ended up being there. So I know we're going to have a lot of conversations with that, but not just in the 2024 crop, but really trying to position people on down the line in 24, 25. You know, if you look at the overall cycle of the market, Mark, we are transitioning um, kind of like we did coming out of 2012 drought to 2013, 2014. And we struggled in the sideways market for multiple years. We could have been, re- been repeating that. We've come off of this Ukrainian war high. The prices are breaking. If we would have a good crop per se, and we end up with normal to trend line yields, we are going to overproduce. The market's going to go down and we're going to try to give our best advice to help producers manage that risk. Jim McCormick of agmarket.net, our guest here today. Jim, what's the best way for listeners to get in touch with agmarket.net when they're not at Commodity Classic? I think the best way to reach us is go to agmarket.net, sign up for our research. We have an app. We are updating it here. We're releasing the update here in about a month that helps you market your grain. So go to agmarket.net, sign up for the research, and we'll be in touch with you. In touch with you. Thanks so much for the time here today. Have a great time in Houston. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for having me on. That was Jim McCormick with agmarket.net. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn down one and a quarter at 407 even. March soybeans down five even at 1126 and a quarter. March soybean meal up 70 cents at 328.50. March soybean oil down 53 cents at 44.38. Chicago wheat down seven and a quarter at 578 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat down six and a quarter at 652 and a half, and Kansas City hardwood wheat down 11 and a half at 582 even. March oats up one and three quarters at 374 and three quarters. On the Merck, April live cattle down 12 cents at 187.60. March feeder cattle down 50 cents at 252.50. April lean hogs up 40 cents at 86.30. April pork cutout unchanged at 93.30, and Class Three milk down five cents at 1723. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.